Blog Talk Radio. keep your regular job then I really don't I don't I don't 
I don't think anybody's really putting their test in the waters that strong when you're going to be the governor of Florida, win, lose, or draw. Now, if you got to give up being the governor of Florida in order to run, then you could be taken more serious. But now you're able to hold on to one thing while you try to get something else. That's not cool. But that's no. my opinion. But he signed a law that allowed him to do it. That's like having yeah, that well, safety net. That's because a, a lot of states have done that already. He's not the first to do it or the last. And after a while, it's going to be across the country because everybody wants to keep their job while they go for something else, which is the white American way. Exactly. Wife. You just answered it right there. He's not trying to end up with nothing. He said, look, let me hold on to, who was it, Chuck, Chuck Brown said, keep what you got until you get what you need. So he said, let me yeah. hold on to what I got. I'm going to try to get this thing that I want, and if it doesn't work out, I still got what I got. Well, I, I just, I can't really, Kevin, what do you think? I, I'm not going to get too deep into it myself. I think um, there's some smoke screen. I think DeSantis, he's one. And mm-hmm. uh, the other few that are running um, behind Trump. They say they don't like them, support them, yada, yada. I think this is a big smoke screen. Um, yeah, me too. I, I believe once they once they start peeling off, uh, uh, they're going to be um, stronger together, and that's what's going to happen. You know, this is just a big smoke screen right now. And as people start dropping off the Santas and the rest of them, um, that's going to give uh, uh, 45 the um, momentum. They go, you know, be more powerful. So you think if they all drop out one by one, they'll tell all their supporters to just get behind Mm -hmm. 45? Okay. Yeah, you got it. I think it's a strategy they talked about, and that's what they're going to work on. And it would surprise me if it doesn't happen, but uh, I really believe that's what's going to happen. Okay. Well, we're going to see. I really think that I don't know about the rest of them. I, I think Pence doesn't have a chance any any greater than a snowball in hell of winning. But DeSantis has been kicking up a lot of dust. I don't know if he could beat Trump, but I do think he seriously wants to win. But we'll see. We will see. All right, Cattle. You want to go ahead and uh, give us the rundown for the night? What's on sure. the docket? Yeah, I was ready to, sure, ready to get into it. Let's go, let's go. Hey, let's fire oh, it up. What all you right. got? All right. Our in focus, Judge Seals' evidence in the criminal case of white owner, homeowner accused of shooting the black teen. Also, Iowa apartment building collapses. And student loan debt is sore. Uh, to store as senators vote to add uh, interest. Cocktail of the week is the um, Tabernacle Crush. All right, that's a good one. Sounds good. What's popping with Papa Didi? Um, of course, we have to lighten it up with our weird news. Potatoes on Key Bridge cause havoc. Also, Indian officials suspended after he drained reservoir. And contestants chase cheese wheel down a hill in chaotic race. I'm just saying with red wine, why does it have to be separate? Also, living for the city with Papa Didi, of course, my Hollywood rapper, the kissing list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, and we're going to come back uh, with In Focus. 
This is Papa DD. You're listening to the Pajama Party on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. If you have something to add to the conversation, give us a call right now at 914-803-4306 and press 1 to be entered into the queue. I want to hear from the men. So call me, Papa DD. Don't let kettle and red wines get you. Just call and talk to me. I got your back. Number again is 914-803-4306 or go to apajamaparty.com. I got to get back before they notice I was gone. So call me now. All right, welcome back to John Party One. Who's Papa D? I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, it's time to go into In Focus. And Kettle, you're up first. Uh, what are you focused on tonight? Okay. Um, The judge um, from this Missouri case was a white homeowner was accused, kill me with that, of shooting the black teen. Um, we're going to get into that. See, a Missouri judge granted a motion Thursday to seal evidence in the criminal case against Andrew Lester, who allegedly shot and wounded Ralph Yall, a black teen, after the 16-year-old went to the wrong home to pick up a sibling. Uh, attorneys for Lester argued that media attention surrounding the case resulted in threats against the client and that the um, ongoing reporting may hinder his ability to get a fair hearing. Really? The court found evidence adduced in supporting uh, exhibits admitted into evidence not only compels closure, but also for good cause requires it to judge growth. The threats and harassment demonstrate defendants' life and physical safety are in jeopardy. What about this Young black teen that you shot. What about his son? <laughs> that you shot. Okay. Um, Lester pleaded not guilty. Mm-hmm. He pleaded not guilty in April to the charges of assault in the first degree and armed criminal action uh, before being released on a $200,000 bond. Okay. So I think we're going to put Andrew Lester on the kisser list. Um, yes. And, of course, Ralph's um, family is being represented by Ben Crump. Thank you, thank you. Um, he has a true, been a true saver. Um, Crump goes on to say transparency is the key here. Far too many times things that occur in the dark lead to the injustice being proliferated in our communities. You better work, boy. <laughs> I know. Come on. Um, well, that Crump does not play. He don't. So, yeah, as the story goes, you know, um, the young boy went to the wrong address. He was supposed to be picking up his siblings. Um, but the street address was 1100 Northeast 115th Street instead of 1100 Northeast 115th Terrace. So uh-huh. after ringing Lester's doorbell, Ralph was shot in the head and arm. The homeowner said he thought Ralph was trying to break into his home, and he was scared to death. Due to the boy's size, really? Okay. 
And Ralph's aunt told CNN her uh, nephew is less than six feet tall and probably under 170 pounds. So I think mm-hmm. he's just afraid of black people. That's just the bottom exactly. line. But, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, so sorry for the black boy. Thank God he's still living. Um, I mean, I guess it would be worse if, if the boy died because I think he will be back out there protesting for real, for real, you know. Black Lives oh, Matter sure. will be out there. Yeah. So that's what I got. This is, this is in Missouri. So here again in these southern states, you know, you know how they act. But uh, I'm just curious, again, though, think, if somebody mm-hmm. if somebody's trying to rob you, I don't know if mm-hmm. we have any, any burglars out there listening, but is it typically what a burglar would do to come and ring your doorbell? I mean, wouldn't they normally like creep around, look through the windows, or try to see if anybody's home? I mean, I guess they could ring a bell, but why would you just automatically assume you look outside, you see a black young person or just a black male, and your response Mm -hmm. is, let me get my gun and shoot him in the head? Because he's probably trying to rob me? I mean, come on. That's crazy. It doesn't say how old the man was, so um, probably he was oh, old. Oh, he was old. Man, older gentleman. Okay. I don't know how old, but and, he was old. Um, he might live alone and things, but I'm just saying, right, if somebody comes to the door, why not look through the window and say, can I help you? Uh-huh. And then I can understand, okay, if you feel threatened, like he's not going to go away, um, you know, that's that's a different story. But just ringing the doorbell, like you said, and, and just – uh. Just ready to shoot. It's just crazy. Um, well, how about just holler out the door? Do. What do you want? Who is what? it? What do you want? You could be rude. What do you want? Why would you just, you know, fire a gun? I don't get it. Right. So I, and now I, they're talking I, all this like death threats and stuff. Man, please. It's, but it sounds like they might move the, the case maybe to another county. Who knows? Because, I mean, I, I think this has been heard wor- worldwide. So you can go to another state. It's still not going to make any difference, I don't think. You know? Probably not. Yeah. What's yeah, up, Papa? You, you're kind of quiet over there. Break it down for us. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, they won't go... They won't go to another state because that's a, that's a Missouri jurisdiction They'll go to another county or another city in Missouri, I guess, just like they did with Simi Valley with uh, oh, OJ. With, 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 was it OJ or Rodney King? Rodney I King, don't know. Rodney, Rodney King was the one who went to Simi Valley. But uh, they'll do that to lighten it up. But how can you say that when, when you, you pull the trigger, you know what I mean? You start all this shit. So mm-hmm. so what do you, what are you proposing going somewhere else? And talking about threats, threats. You, you're the biggest threat in the damn neighborhood. Exactly. So how are you throwing a threat to somebody else? Well, and remember, remember his own grandchild said that how how he was. You know when I, you know a little later when I when I get to uh, what's popping, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about the state of white folks and why they want stuff to stay the way it is mm-hmm. or the way it was. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's right. another case of that. You know, everybody is trying to. You know, keep it the way it is, and that—that that was his theory when he sees somebody on his porch saying, "How dare this black man come on my porch? My my porch is like, 
you know, like they say, you know, keep like you want somebody to stay off their grass. People feel that same way on a racial level. Like, you know, you you really have no right to be on my porch. You know, I, I have nothing to do with you. And to shoot like that, it's just you got to be in a state of mind. It's like, and and we all was taught that, that when you shoot somebody, either shoot them inside your house or after you shoot them, pull them inside your house. You know what I mean? So you, mm-hmm. so it goes over better with the police. The fact that they infiltrated your your property. But he just shot the motherfucker on the porch like, fuck it. Yeah. And by the way, Andrew Lester is 84 years old. Mm. So. Yeah, he's at that age where he's definitely still stuck in time, you know. Because you got some white folks stuck in time that's younger than that. But 84, that's that's definitely an age where, uh, you know, you, you were definitely born uh, with the three in front of you. You know, you... You a case of the end of the 30s. You're born in 1939, so you're you know you're in that you're in that frame. And the teenager he shot. I've seen pictures of this this young brother. This brother was not like built like a football player or a wrestler. He's a small frame. Nor did he have a look brother. of a threatened. He had no. nothing that you would He's perceive. He's a small frame. That, uh, he, this guy is a musician. Small mm-hmm. frame guy. Yeah, you know, very non-threatening looking Nothing man. Nothing threatening looking. Yeah. Anyway. It was just a skin thing. <sighs> yep. Kettle, you know, that's all it was. He yeah, looked outside. That's all it was. If that had been a white teenager standing on his porch, do you think that that teenager would have been shot? No, he would have brought whatever. Let's be little, real. He would have brought whatever the little boy was. He probably said, what is it? Who you Who you want? Or something. I don't think he would have just automatically shot him. But all right, we'll keep moving. What's your in focus, Papa? Well, so this this Let's is something on. that happened, and I'm sure you heard about it. This is uh, in, in Iowa, an apartment building collapsed out of, out of nowhere, just like down in the in Florida at time. You know, what was that was that Miami or? Oh yeah, what, I remember what, what that. I forgot Miami, which but, city it was. Probably was yeah. Miami. Uh, yeah, but three people remain missing after the apartment building in Iowa, un- they say, unexpectedly collapsed on Sunday afternoon. But early this week, officials believe five people were missing, but two were contacted and found safe. Now, the Davenport police chief, this guy named Jeff uh, Bailey, said in his press conference on Thursday that uh, one had moved out a month ago and was located in Texas. And the other was found nearby. That's what CBS reported. But there's still three missing. People named the three remaining missing people as a, a guy named Brandon Coven. He's 42. Ryan Hitchcock is 51. And uh, Daniel Penn is 60. And asked the public for any information about them. Authorities said there are high probability of three, mer- three men were in the apartment at the time that it collapsed. I mean, the way that thing collapsed, if they're just missing three people, they were really lucky. As far as the the number, the low number, I mean, one is too many, but uh, just to have three missing. But uh, but several recent engineers reported for the building were, uh, sorry, several recent engineering reports for the building were released by the city on Wednesday, including one written just four days before the collapse. In the report, the engineers referenced several large patches of of clay bricks were faces were fading out. Crackling, falling into the yard, which is separated from the old the whole structure. 
and uh, they said that the the guy that owned the building had a masonry company estimated, but he was negotiating to do some different things to lower the price of the bill, but it was slowly falling apart. I mean, you know, you have a brick building and you you got different spaces and cracks and things like that. That's just stuff that's going to reciprocate. You know, everything everything goes back to its natural state, and that's the same case that I that I say all the time, and nobody seems to be listening with that stadium in Washington D.C. RFK Stadium. Oh yeah. You know, I'm just I don't I tell you I don't know. They keep playing with that. Keep and, and you know, me being from Philadelphia, the brother stadium of that was JFK Stadium. And that stadium was where they used to have the Army and Navy game in Philadelphia every year. The college football Army and Navy game was at JFK in Philadelphia. Now, that stadium has been knocked down. And then after that, they built the stadium for the Phillies called Veterans Stadium. Okay? Veterans Stadium has been knocked down. Then back in the day, back with Dr. J and everybody and the Sixers and everything, they used to play in a place in Philadelphia called the Spectrum. Okay, the spectrum has been knocked down. Now they have Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo Center. Phillies don't play in Veterans Stadium no more. Now they have what's called Citizens Bank Park. So all these stadiums that I've seen in my lifetime that was knocked that was down. That was four you just mentioned. Yeah, that were old stadiums: the Spectrum, Veterans Stadium, RFK Stadium. You have the Forum over there in L.A. where uh, SoFi is now. Remember back in the day when all the Lakers and everybody played at the Forum over there in, uh, what's that town? Inglewood. Inglewood, exactly. Mm-hmm. Boy, did that new stadium raise the property value in that town. Anyway, all these stadiums are down now. And I don't know for the life of me why, and I'll blame it on the mayor, and they're up there selling seats out of there like, oh, get yourself in their seats. You know, when it comes to buildings like that, that stuff is made of the same mixture of, you know, the, the stuff that it takes for cement, lye and the, the cement and the sand and all this stuff. All that stuff goes back to its natural state after a while. And if you're sitting here one day and you hear a big old collapse, you live in D.C. and you hear a big old rumble one day and that stadium collapses to the ground, don't be surprised because it's been up too damn long. Too damn long. But everybody, oh, what are we going to do with it? First of all, knock it the fuck down and decide what you're going to do with it. But but you know what, though? And I'm going to say this last thing and get off my soapbox on that. I'm really sorry for this other situation in Iowa. But the reason why I think that they're leaving that building up is because the racial situation with that over there, see, that stadium blocks a lot of stuff for people's eyesores or people they don't want to see, you know what I mean? It's on the perimeter of what they call, uh, what is that, Benning Road, you yes, know? It it's is. on the backside perimeter of uh, another street, Minnesota Avenue, You all that stuff. Then you got over there by that, um, what is it, uh, 295, east to the other 295 in Maryland. It's on the backside of that. If you knock that down, you'd be able to see everything, you know what I mean? Mm. And they just don't, some white folks, don't want to see everything, and and it's just and I ain't gonna blame the white folks because you got a black mirror over there, but they just want to leave that up because it's a good shield and a good blockage so you don't see the crap. You know, I mean, she already shot herself in the foot with the Walmart that was supposed to go over there on off of New York Avenue, 
Remember all that big stuff they built over here by New York Avenue? Yeah. And that's all tall weeds now. So stop building those uh, pickleball joints and get your shit together. But like I said, the the place in Iowa is is a classic case of these buildings aren't being maintained. Some of them have been up too long, and it's just tragic. But didn't that the guy who made or owns, I don't know if he was the owner or the one that was in charge of overseeing the maintenance, he okayed the repair, correct? Even though it wasn't really repaired. He just kind of went, okay, looks good to me. And then um, some of the cameras, you know, the cameras surrounding in the area, the cameras could see that the the, the brick supports were were just bending. The thing was like in slow motion was coming down. Yeah. And this is after he signed off on the alleged repairs. And yeah, but I, I heard the repairs okay. are pending. I heard they were negotiating to lower the price of the total repair. But, you know, you... You just can't do that. But, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, so we can't really, Now, that you was know, the report that I heard, was uh, that he, he okayed or signed off on some kind of repair saying it was good. Okay, well, then get so, it done. I don't know, but I think it's going to end up being on him. <clears throat> but I hope they find those other three people that are missing. Yeah, it's been a long time ago now, so. Wow. This happened when, yesterday uh, or day before? No, Sunday, I believe. Oh, Sunday. I mm-hmm. thought this was yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is a few days old. Oh, wow. Okay. Sunday afternoon happened. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It's been a week almost. Hmm. All right. Well, I've got one on this whole student loan debt is going on. As usual, the Republicans are trying to block uh, President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. You know, they've been continuing to try this. So apparently they passed, uh, the Senate passed a bill to block Biden's student loan forgiveness program just yesterday. It was a 52 to 46 vote. And once again, and I'm putting them on the kiss it list, Democrat, alleged Democrat Joe Manchin from West Virginia and now independent Christian Cinema from Arizona voted along with the Republicans. And this other Democrat, who I'm not familiar with, John Tester from Montana, which makes sense, he's Montana, They, the three of them voted along with the Republicans to say, yeah, let's block this. So the resolution, which has already passed the House by 218 to 203 votes, with two other Democrats breaking party lines, would repeal the Biden administration's program to cancel up to $10,000 in federal student loans for borrowers whose income falls below a certain level, and it was up to a $20,000 level for students that had received a Pell Grant or any other uh, federal student subsidies. So it also is going to cancel the pandemic-era interest Pause. So not only are they saying, let's block what Biden tried to do to cancel the debt, now this bill is saying, let's make the interest retroactive for the time that the payments have been on pause. So they just want to just, they just ganking people once again. 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, my God, how much money do you think people can afford? How can people say education is so important? Everybody needs to get a good education so you can get a good job, go to college. How, they force it down your throat. Then they force it down your throat to take out a loan. It's so important. Just get a loan. Go to college. It's critical. And then after you do it, they say, oh, well, now you got to pay this thing back. And we're going to get you on the interest and get you again and again and again. And and people are saying, look, I'm trying to live. I can't pay back all this stuff that y'all convinced me to go jump on and get all this lo- uh, these uh, high-interest loans. Now people are struggling trying to either finish or um, finish college or pay back the interest. And now these boneheads are saying, hey, how about we make the interest retroactive that got paused during the pandemic? I don't know what they want. Like, what do y'all want, blood now? This thing is really out of hand. And, you know, they're saying that they feel like it's not fair to taxpayers who have been paying their loans or who have already paid their loans. But to that, what I say is, how is this any different from any other public program like food stamps or um, any kind of medical support that's provided to people that are, you know, below certain incomes. What's the difference? What is the daggone difference? I, I, I really would like to hear these Congress people explain to me what is the difference. If we as a country subsidize different programs for people based on income and need, why should this be singled out as any different? I I just don't get it. I don't know. Kettle, maybe you can explain it to me because you know stuff. So you tell me, why is student loan different from any other support program that, that the government provides? Come on, Kettle. I know you got the answer. <laughs> no, I don't have no answer. You you got the best answer. Mm-mm. I, I mean, somebody got the answer. Papa Didi, you got the answer? You know what? Somebody <clears throat> has the answer. Because this, this doesn't make any sense. I think, you know, I know well, I'm, I'm, I'm really saving. I'm really saving all this for 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 the for the what's popping segment, but all right. Well, it, I'll it, let you save it's, it. It's it's all intended to keep things the way they were, you know. And I'll explain that later. And that's that's what everybody's trying to do. If you notice that the world today is the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer, and that's what the rich want because the rich, that's that's who the rich want to congregate with. They want to stay within their bubble with that situation because it works better for what they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish. If you give all these people education and all this freedom to do stuff, then people won't be able to be as as tough as they are. Why do you think Ron DeSantos is so arrogant with his stuff? Because he's basking in white privilege like you wouldn't believe. This man's only only been on the earth 44 years. He's the governor of Florida, and he's got, he told Disney World to kiss his ass. I mean, really? Who's got that kind of power? Well, the bottom line on this is that by August 30th, Mm. uh, the payments, well, actually in October, the payments are supposed to resume for student loan payments. And 
it's ultimately going to end up in the Supreme Court because, you know, Congress is fighting what the president wants to do. I think the president can still veto all of this and say, I'm going to do it anyway, but I'm not sure if, if that's how this all works. I feel like, you know, politics gets to be a game after a while. So I don't know. But there's like 43 million Americans that have student loan debt. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Man, 43 million people. And it's all overrated, in my opinion. It's all overrated. It's I a just, lot. I don't buy it all. It's overrated to the max. I just think college college is it's cool. It's an achievement and all that jazz, but it's overrated. It's, it's The jokes people make about it, different people. You know, I see Gail King this morning says something about the, the guy that wanted spelling bee. And the girl, and they say, "Oh, didn't y'all know that word?" You know, no. And then she said, "And we all went to college, mm-hmm. like, like the fact that you, you're all, all patting yourself on the back for going mm-hmm. to college, you know. But y'all all making, y'all, all y'all got million dollar plus jobs. But what about the people that come out of college that can't even get a damn job? And see, you what know? I take from that I mean, is all of them went to college, and you don't know what a fourteen year old knows." They could spell that word. <laughs> That's funny. That's what I take That's from funny. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Believe me. Yeah. You said all that money you got a degree. Uh, Go ahead, Kevin. Right. I was going to add to that that I saw something on the news uh, today. Um, I think it was in Virginia. Um, they were talking about um, creating a law saying that um, um, that you don't have to have a college degree, I'm not sure they're going to pass the law, but you don't have to have a college degree to get a job as far as in the um, government. So it's like mm-hmm. they're, I don't want to say they're lowering the standards. I don't want to say that, but they're just saying that, okay, you don't need a college degree to, to get a, a government job. Which yeah, I didn't think it was it, mm-hmm. it was it was needed in the beginning because, you know, yeah. just to get a government job, you just have to fill out an application. And just, you know, because they train you on the job. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm going to write that down as well. Yeah, because you used to only have to take that civil service exam. And if you could pass that civil service exam, you could get a job in the government. It might have been a Mm -hmm. lower grade or something if you didn't have a college degree, but you could get in. And then you just, you know, Mm -hmm. you stay around long enough, you work your way on up. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's another yeah. thing we're gonna talk about. Um, yeah, thanks for bringing it up, Beth. That's a good. That's a good segue too. Also, and I made a note of that mm-hmm. too because that that that's that's gonna be a real eye opener segment that I put together because you'll see where the world is today mm-hmm. on education because it's, mm-hmm. it's overrated. Overrated to the max. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, Papa. And, I mean, and and I don't, you know, I'll, I'll go like to that. people's it's, graduations, yeah. and I'll go to their graduations yeah. and honor them and, and give them flowers and whatever it takes to, mm-hmm. you know, make people feel good about their achievements. But deep down inside, the there's a there's a twist, and we'll definitely talk mm-hmm. about that. So, oh, it's about money. I, I believe that. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So the con game is on for real. But all right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with Kettle and the cocktail of the week. She's going to tell us about that tabernacle crush. I can't wait to hear that. 
Tabernacle Crush. Y'all gonna put religion in it? I don't know. Ask Kevin. On the other yeah. side of the break on the pajama party this is show. Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1 to get in on the conversation. Or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on until 10 p.m. Eastern. So get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. You can reach us at 914-803-4306, or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing, so call me now, 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, all right. And we're back on the Pajama Party Show. This is Red Wine. And I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Papa Didi. Got lost. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's lurking uh, in the background. And it's time for uh, Kettle and the cocktail of the week. Week, week. Woo, Kettle, come on with it. Tabernacle Crush, what is that about? Okay. This light and refreshing cocktail is a reminiscent of the American South as it is of the South of Florence. It has uh, peach, fresh basil, uh, gin, millette, which is a, uh, it's a type of uh, the core wine, lemon juice, and club soda. So uh, our ingredients are one and a half uh, large peach slice. Um, I'm sorry, a half a large peach slice, six small basil leaves, um, plus you want more for garnish. Also, a half an ounce of fresh lemon juice, one and a half ounces of your favorite gin. Mine is Bombay Sapphire. Um, also, one ounce of Zalette. And Zalette is a French aromatic aperitif wine uh, made with a blend of uh, Bordeaux grapes. Um, all right. And fortified with a blend of citrus liqueurs. Sounds pretty good. Um, also, a half an ounce of simple syrup, ice, and club soda. So we're going to put uh, in a tall glass, muddle the peach 
with the um, six basil leaves and the lemon juice. Add uh, your favorite gin, the lalette in a simple syrup, and add um, ice cubes and top off with club soda. And of course, you have to garnish it with the fresh basil. And that is the um, Tabernacle Crush. Very uh, light and refreshing for the summer. So, yeah, enjoy. Wait. That thing sounds good. I think I'll have uh, I'll have one of those. Where's the bartender? I need to try that. Tabernacle Fresh. That does sound very summer and light. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the name. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to keep it moving. Papa Didi, we're down to uh, what's popping? Yo. Talk to me. What's going on? What's popping? I tell you, that uh, that whole college thing has been lurking in my mind for a lot of years. And sometimes it's hard to talk about it because a lot of people are just so, so prone on that. You know, a lot of families like to brag about their kids in college and stuff like that. You know, but then four years later, they don't they don't say shit about them still living at home. You know, <laughs> and, and got a big ass uh, bill from the college and all. But like you were saying earlier, Kettle, um, you know, I worked for a major corporation myself in my life, and they recently have gotten raises and stuff based on uh, just across the board, across the, you know, it was a a national corporation. So across the world, what different departments were making and everything, they had to kind of come up to standards on different uh, jobs and stuff. And these jobs had nothing to do with college. These were just jobs at this corporation. You know, everybody knows I won't speak on it, but it's a national corporation around the whole world and when they compared the different prices they went up and everything LA and New York and then middle America had to get their raises so now this corporation you know mediocre jobs now are walking in at $30 an hour entry level management they're walking off the street at $80,000 and no degree is even needed because now what you were seeing on TV they were talking about job experience and that's what's coming into play nowadays. Because also, a lot of stuff where they said people needed a degree was another level of racism that was in place, especially when it came to police. Case in point, up north in New Jersey, for example, the New Jersey State Police. In order to become a New Jersey State Police, they didn't want to say on the application you got to be white, first of all, because I swear the New Jersey State Police has got to be the whitest police force in the world next to Virginia Beach, Virginia. But they also said you had to have at least an associate's degree. And that just made most black people just freeze in their tracks that just had a high school diploma. They didn't even apply. And how many times back in the day, whenever you've seen a job, it always had a degree attached to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Always. Now, what you do? Oh, degree, 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 degree. And people are saying, well, damn, in order for me to get this job, I got to not only go to college, I got to stop my blue-collar job I got already, which is which I'm surviving on. I got overtime and stuff like that. I've been there 
15, 20 years. Everything is cool. It's a strong job. My credit's good. You know what I mean? People were living without a degree, you know? So now, like you said earlier, Kettle is getting to the point now that the government is saying, look, fuck that. Well, we don't need that no more, you know? As long as you come in with enthusiasticness and you score halfway decent on the, uh, you know, the civil service test, mm-hmm. we'll give you the opportunity. We'll bring you in at a, at a GS-10 or whatever. I don't know the levels of it. I mean, I know the, the E-levels on the military. You know, you come in out of boot camp and you go to school before you go to your first duty station, you can come in as an E-4. E-4 in the, in the Navy is a petty officer. You know, E-4 in, in other other groups is a corporal or a sergeant major or things like that. You know, a little high rank in the enlisted world. And, the sa- and they're doing the same in the job market today because, and what gets me too is that what, what, what got people a lot of really fooled is that the people control these colleges, you know? The college actually they control the people, but they don't. If people stop going to college, these colleges will go broke and close. That's true. They will close because they need the money in order to maintain their their stuff. And it's so interesting, too. Going to college is almost like buying a car. You know, once you satisfy the college, that money has nothing to do with the college anymore. Now it's got to do with you paying back to the people that lend it to you from the beginning. The college walks away slap happy because they got paid. You know, just like buying a car. You take, the, you take the money from your bank or your credit union to the dealer. You give the dealer the money, but now you owe your bank or your credit union. And the dealer's walking around saying, yeah, we got that 50000 for that F-150. We'll give a fuck how you pay it back, you know? We gave you a bullshit car that's going to diminish. What do they say? It loses its value as soon as you drive off the lot. That's what they say. And the same with college. As soon as you walk out of that college, there's no guarantee you're going to get a fucking job. <clears throat> no guarantee at all. I mean, how many people do we know that they probably ain't talking about it that have college degrees that are working as servers in a restaurant? Or got two jobs somewhere. So the balance is, the fix is in, man. It's The fix has been exposed. And the reason why they're trying to keep it quiet, because they want Yale and they want Harvard and all these people to keep getting getting paid. Because all the college wants is the money from, what are some of these borrowers called, the Fannie Mae and all that mm-hmm. shit? They want the money from the Fannie Mae's and everything. They don't give a shit what situation that you end up with with Fannie Mae because the college is paid and they gave you what you paid them for in education. So now when you leave the college with your degree and diploma, blah, 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 there goes, there goes Fannie Mae looking at your ass saying, yeah, motherfucker. But damn, shouldn't the college be held a little bit accountable for the prices they're charging? Knowing that they didn't, they didn't send you off with a guarantee. They didn't even send you off with a fucking guarantee to get a job. That is what, that's the, the kicker of it all right there. You can leave out that college and not even have a damn job and owe thousands of dollars. 
Whew. I'm going to leave it at that. Think about it. You are right about it. They give no guarantees. Mm-mm. They say, look, we'll give you a diploma. What you do after that is on you. That's why I'm going to say one more thing. That's why I was saying for years, and you get these children nowadays to do this today, and you keep on doing it. You encourage these kids to be to get into cosmopology. Am I saying it right? Cosmetology. Cosmetology as far as hair and stuff like that. Doing nails, makeup, HVAC, auto mechanics, Mm -hmm. electricians, plumbers, painters, carpenters, uh, mason trees. Anything that got to do with a trade because a trade is needed. When your damn lights go out or your sink leaks, okay, or or your, you got splinters in your feet from the damn wood on the floor, you're looking for somebody that got a trade. A trade. And it don't come with a degree. All they give yeah, you is a damn certificate. That's what I'm talking about. You know, so mm-hmm. get that knowledge. You're right. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick uh-huh. break. And then we're going to come back and lighten it up. It's the Pajama Party Show. Wow. So much stuff we got going on up in here tonight. If you want to join the conversation, if you're online, give us a call. Uh, What's the number, Kettle? What's that? 914-803-4306 and press (laughs) 1. Kettle had to think about it. But, yeah, give us a call tonight if you want to join the conversation. Uh, We're going to take this break, and then on the other side of the break, it's the weird news coming right up. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. Hi, right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Comment allez-vous? Ooh, it's time for the weird news. And we like it weird. And I've got the first one. So I've got an Indian official got suspended after he drained a reservoir to retrieve his cell phone that he dropped while taking a selfie. Now, you know, that's some Indian privilege right there. This one comes out of New Delhi. 
This guy is a, it, well, I guess he still is, a government official in India has been suspended from his job after he ordered an entire water reservoir to be drained so he could get his cell phone that he dropped while he was taking a selfie. He's a, a food inspector, Rajesh Vishwas, dropped his Samsung smartphone in the Kurkata Dam in the central Indian state of, I can't even pronounce it, last week, according to the Times of Indian newspaper. Vishwas first asked local divers to jump in the reservoir to find his phone, claiming that it contained sensitive government data. He was lying like a bad toupee. He just wanted to get his phone. So he's going to get the divers to go in talking about, I got sensitive government data, go in and get my phone. But after their initial efforts failed, he then said, well, then we're going to have to empty the reservoir using the diesel pumps. So over the next three days, more than 2 million liters of water was pumped from the reservoir, which is enough to irrigate 1,500 acres of land during India's scorching hot summer. And they have water issues, but he didn't care. He wanted his phone. So in the videos that went viral on social media, this guy Vishwas is seen sitting under a red umbrella as the diesel pumps ran to drain the water from the reservoir. He told local media that the water in the reservoir was unusable for irrigation and that he had received permission from a senior official to drain it. So that was line number two. First he said, official government info on my phone, he sent the divers in. Then he told the media, oh, I have permission because the water is unusable. That's why we're draining it. So eventually the smartphone was retrieved, but it was no good. It wouldn't even of start. It wasn't no good. That phone was so waterlogged, it wasn't a thing he could do with it. So by the time the truth came to the surface, uh, he got suspended. And, of course, he was widely criticized for wasting precious water, you know, and resources. I hope they fire his behind. I say suspended. He needed to be fired after that. Matter of fact, let me put him on the kiss it list. I'll just put Rajesh. He thought he was so important that he could just lie and get away with it. That's my weird news. This was the Indian official suspended after he drained the reservoir, you said? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, you know what? I just realized I took kettle <laughs> stool. It's all good. I guess those interns, they messed it up. It's all good. Handy your business. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I apologize, Kettle. I sure did. I I just took that it's, one. It's all good. It's all good. All right. I guess Papa D, he got, he got a good one for us. What, what you got, Papa? Okay. What you got, Papa D? Uh, let's see. Contestants chase a... Keys wheel down a hill. Oh boy. <laughs> what in the world? A big cheese of uh, extreme UK sports event is back. Okay. Hundreds of spectators gathered Monday to watch dozens of reckless racers chase a seven pound, three kilogram wheel of uh, 
double, what is that, Gloucester cheese? Down near vertical Cooper's Hill, near Gloucester in southeast England. The first race to finish behind the last rolling cheese gets to keep it. He gets to keep it? Keep the cheese? Okay. Cheese rolling race have been held at Cooper's Hill about 100 miles west of London since since at least 1826. Really? And the sport of cheese rolling is believed to be much older. Cheese rolling. Okay. Mm. The rough and tumbling event often comes with uh, safety concerns. Few competitors manage to stay on their feet all the way down the 200-yard hill. And this year, several had to be helped limping from the course. Canadian contestant Daly Irvin, 19, he won. Delancey, I'm sorry, Delancey Irvin, 19, won the women's race despite being briefly knocked unconscious. Hey. My goodness. They go that hard for the cheese. She said, I just remember hitting my head, and now I have the cheese. <laughs> I'm the winner. And she comes from the British Columbia. Matt Colzer, 28, from Manchester, in North East England, he won the first of the several men's races. Asked how, it, asked how he prepared, he told reporters, I don't think you can train for it. You just have to run behind the cheese or something. He said. But anyway, cheese rolling downhill. Unbelievable. That is wild. And they do this every year? Every year since 1826. Wow. So I guess they didn't have any slavery or things like that to block their years of, uh, or civil wars like we did to block our 1800s or preoccupy our shit like they were Abraham me. Lincoln getting assassinated and whatever else happened in the 1800s. So, wait, I'm just trying to understand. So when you, if you win, you get to keep the cheese? Keep the cheese because it's probably still in that little, you know, stay fresh packet, you know. Or with the wax or whatever. The wax and all that, yeah, yeah. So they roll the wheel down, and then people are like running over. Sounds like if you lose, you gotta give it back. Mm. Well, I guess whatever it takes to entertain yourself. Okay. (laughs) I I don't know what to say. (laughs) I I would love to see the video. I wonder if there's a video of these people running down the hill chasing this cheese. Because it sounds like something you would see on a cartoon. But I want to see this. If anybody has seen it, call us up. Tell us what was up with that. Okay, let's see. I guess we'll go ahead and just take a break. Let's take a break. And then we'll come back on the other side of the break with I'm Just Saying. Because I got something for y'all tonight. It's a lot going on out here. And I got something for you. I don't know if y'all heard about this one. So um, I'm excited to tell you all about it. Um, give us a call tonight on, uh, what's the number, Papa D? 914-803-4306. And what are they supposed to press? Press 1. There it is. We'll be back on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Pajama Party on WPJP Blog Talk Internet Radio, Washington, D.C. It's Friday night, and you're listening to The Pajama Party Show Live. Tune in every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific 
we push it to the limit every week like only we can. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, TV and movie reviews, commentary, and the world's famous kiss it list. And you don't want to be on the kiss it list. So visit apajamaparty.com, check out the cocktail of the week, get your glass, and get your laugh on with the Pajama Party crew doing what we do right here with you. Get up on this and push it. Push it real good. All right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right, Red Wine, with you. I'm just saying, take it away. Okay. Thank you so much. So, tonight, my subject is why does it have to be separate? And this is something that I just came across today. And I was kind of, to put it delicately, pissed off. Now, there's a new dictionary in the works that's coming out in 2025, and I'm really feeling some kind of way about it. The Oxford University Press announced plans to release the Oxford Dictionary of African American English. And I'm just saying, why does it have to be a whole separate dictionary? And why is is so-called African American English so different that it warrants a dictionary all to itself. I mean, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I'm not feeling this thing at all. What the heck? Why do? We, why does anybody need to produce a black English dictionary? I mean, who's authorized? Who's I'm got, just saying, why does anybody blacks? even need to do it? Why hmm. does it need to be? If it's English, it's English. You can call it slang, Ebonics, whatever. But to come up with a so-called black English, African American English dictionary. This is some bogus and the bull person came crap. Out was probably as suburban as they come. Oh, I'm going to tell you about it. I, like I said, I think it's a stupid idea and I think it just uh, adds to the, the chasm between black folks and everybody else in this country. I don't understand why they're doing it and if the idea was just to include words commonly used by black people, why didn't they just add them to the standard dictionary? But, for example, they added Bootylicious. Remember that? A few years back when Beyonce and, um, what was that group she had? Uh, Destiny's Child. When that term Bootylicious came out, the dictionary folk decided, okay, we're going to add that word to the dictionary. Mm-hmm. Not to a black dictionary. They added it to the dictionary. What was the meaning of that? I, I don't know. I know what it means, but I don't know what definition they use. But I'm just saying this is just senseless. And in my opinion, I'm just saying, why does it need to be separate? Now, Oxford Press held a conference, a press conference, to tease what the first ten words that they're including in this Dictionary of Black English. And guess what they included? They started with this word, bussin'. Now, I've heard the term. I don't really use it. But I've heard the term bussin, B-U-S-S-I-N. Bussin meaning like when something's really good, like, oh, that potato salad was bussin. That party was bussin. I never heard that before. I've heard the term. It's not one that I use. I never heard it. I've heard it. And then they included grill, like the grill 
that you put in your mouth like rappers use. I think yeah. that's played out by right. now. Well, at least but, that's something I've heard of and I yeah, can understand. But, but I, like I said, I think grills are kind of played out, but okay, they included that. And then this one I thought was crazy, chitterlings. I'm like, how is that in a black dictionary? What is it? Chitterlings. Chitlins. What does that mean? It's chitlins. The, the, the chitlins that people cook and eat, that funk up your house, the innards of pig intestines. And I'm like, how is that just a black thing? So that goes in a black English dictionary? Like only black people eat chitlins? I mean, the actual word is chitterlings. But the point being, that's not a just a black thing. And, and then they had, you know, a bunch of other words like old school. Like, so once again, I've heard old school used by black and white and other folk. But you want to add that? To that a first, black English dictionary? That first word you said, I've never heard that. Okay, well, you're not going to know them all. Nobody's going to no, probably know No, I'm just saying I don't know that word, and I don't care to know it because it doesn't make sense. Okay, well, let me continue. Then, like I said, old school, that was one that they were including. And then they include this term cakewalk. Now, I remember seeing the term cakewalk in some slavery-oriented movie that I had forgotten all about. But cakewalk was a term that went back to plantation slavery things where the slaves would dance and do different kind of side-by-side dancing, and the plantation owner slash master would choose who was doing the cakewalk the best. Now, why does that need to be in anything? And why would you put that in a black English dictionary? I'm just done with the whole concept of this. But what really got me is that this dictionary is being edited by Henry Louis Gates, who I used to respect. Now, Henry Louis Gates is the brother that does that show on PBS that's called Finding Your Roots. He's the guy who does those things with the celebrity that traces back the genealogy and tells them, oh, well, you're really related to this one and that one and blah, blah, blah. And I used to be like, all right, that's easy. he's all right. But why would you get affiliated and get involved in this kind of project? I, I don't get it. I don't know if this is a money grab or if you just a turncoat or if you just a, I don't know. I just feel like why bother creating a whole separate, separate but not equal dictionary for black English as if that was a real thing. Well, In my opinion, there is no such thing really as black English. There are words that black people may use, but it's all English. Just like there is slang that other ethnicities use that they speak English. But they bring things from their native language. And then after the words get turned a little bit, just like Hispanic people have words that have a a Latin root. But after a while, it becomes sort of, you could call it slang. But do you really need a whole dictionary for that? I'm just saying, I, I just have a problem with the whole concept. I think it's going to cause more division than good. I, I don't think people need to be entertained by reading all this. And I feel like some of this is like breaking code from some of the terms that black people use that we all understand amongst ourselves, 
but you want to put it all in a book so that, as we see on TV, you hear white people and other ethnic groups using terms or slang, whatever you want to call it, Ebonics, stuff that is is our stuff, they're all using it. Now you want to put it all in a book and just throw it all out there? I just think it's not right. It's a bad idea. And after all, it's all English. So why does it have to be black English? I, that's just my opinion. I don't like it. I, I think this sucks. <laughs> this is very wild. I'm just saying there's no reason to divide us over a dictionary. A dictionary should be the one place where we can all get along, like Rodney King said. I'm done. Okay. Yeah, I got some mixed feelings on that one. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I feel very strongly about this. Oh, I am. Boy. I'm against it. Mm. I am against it. If there were mm. a vote, I would vote against it. <coughs> crazy. That's all I'm saying. I don't understand. But that's but like you said again, that's how we start to uh, continue to stay divided. So. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, you, you're just kind of breaking the code for things mm-hmm. that may not need to be out there like that. And if you right. really, and then I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention this, that um, mm-hmm. uh, Dr., uh, not Dr., Mr. Gates said everything that gets put in this African-American dictionary is going to be added mm-hmm. to the regular Oxford Dictionary. So if you're going to put it in the Oxford Dictionary anyway, what is the freaking point of doing a separate African-American dictionary? Well, it, To me, that just seems superfluous. I'm like, forget it. You, you don't need to do all that. Okay. You want to add words? Put it in the dictionary. Okay. All right. I'm off my sofa. Get off your sofa. I'm, I'm stepping down now. I'm stepping down. All I'm gonna right. pass the mic. I'm gonna pass the mic, Papa Didi. Living for the city, Papa Didi. What's happening in the city? Well, you know that that was a great segue to what I wanted to say. Because um, the guy you was talking about, Gates. Right. He just needs a fucking job, okay? Like anybody else. Yeah, I said he it might no be a money grant. Like that. But here's the deal. See, when you're a person like him, that's always in the camera and always in the limelight, and always in the makeup room, and everything you do is scripted, you you get outside of yourself. Because now you, you live your life based on ratings and people's opinion and things like that. Now, some of the stuff that you said, some examples you said, one of them I had no clue, and I don't want to have a clue. See, the one thing that, that we have to do as older Americans, okay, when I say older Americans, I mean older than people in their, let's say, 40s and 50s, for that matter. Okay, I mean, when you get 50, you 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 know you you should have your head on right. But for the 40s and the 30s and the 20 group, I think people in the 50s and the 60s group shouldn't worry about what that group or that time frame is saying about what they want to publicize, because when you become a person of a certain age, your terminologies and everything should already be chronicalized, if I'm saying it right. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Your parents and grandparents have already taught you black lingo, okay? And you could take that to your grave with some fantastic shit that they taught you, you know? Now, i give you an example. What's the brother's name? Uh, Chuck Brown? Mm-hmm. Is there any other people out there like Chuck Brown? No. No. I don't give a fuck what you do, where you go, what you listen to. There is nobody like Chuck Brown. Okay? Nobody. Never imitated, never duplicated. I'm sorry. Okay? Close the book. It's done. Done deal. Same with Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross. Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson. These are people that are iconics. Prince, Michael Jackson. You can have a person get on TV tomorrow dancing like a damn fool. Oh, my God, he's just like Michael Jackson. No, the fuck he's not. And once people of a certain age put their generation in cement and say, okay, we're cool, and that way we can sit back in our chase lounges and we can see all the crap. And I'm saddened by the person you said because he's a man of a certain age, right? Yes. But he takes every little fucking slang, every little new nuance, every little new narrative that he hear young people saying, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll put that in my book. Okay, I'll make because I'm actually looking for like 600 words and only have 420. So I need 150 more words. Oh, what, what are young people saying? Oh, they're saying... Something is, is fire. It's fire. Do we need that in our 60s? Do we need that fucking word? No, we don't. Because I can show you another word that's better than that. Or that's more clever than that. Or that's more thought out than that. You know what I mean? We said stuff like somebody had the munchies. Or somebody had itis. Or, or you know, we were, if somebody was on drugs, it was Jones and, and shit like that. Stuff that was just put out there that everybody could relate to. All these little sayings that, that younger people or hip-hoppers say that has a clever overtone, that's cool for your generation. You fucking idiots can listen to that. You fucking idiots can write your own book and put on top of it 40 and below. I don't need that. I was going to say I don't need that. Right. I don't write. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. I'm good with Gil Scott Harum and, and, and Curtis Mayfield and people like that. You know what I mean? And all the stuff from back in the day, the Jim Browns and the Richard Pryors, I'm good with that. I don't need anything this modern day that these young people are trying to sell me because I'm cool with what I learned from my parents, my grandparents, some shit I may have said myself. And some stuff that my generation can relate to. We can sit back and play cards, talk shit, drink, and laugh. But when some young people walk in the room throwing about all that new shit and all this bullshit, I just don't, I don't need it. We don't need it because you're actually blocking up our shit because you're taking something that we're trying to keep solid and you're tarnishing it with bird shit, like bird shit on top of a statue. The statue's already in place. Why are the pigeons shitting on top of it? kind of thing. So I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. That's an interesting that. analogy. But I get it. I get it. Ain't nobody like Chuck Brown. There will never be another Chuck Brown. That's right. Or Michael Jackson or Prince. Not at all. Sir or any of them. Not at all. 
All right. You want Beyonce? Take it. All right. Well, we dropping them tonight. Yeah. Yeah, but like I was saying, (laughs) yes, but I was saying, like, I've heard that term busting. I just Never. don't use it because it's not. I didn't. I don't use it. No, I, I was gonna say some of these terms are very regional. They're things that if you're from up north, you hear certain things. If you're from the south, you hear other things. Mm-hmm. If you're from the mid-Atlantic area, you hear other things. If you're from the west, you hear other things. So. But I. Well, let me say one more thing. It, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I just think just people of a certain age, where you I think from. people of a certain age also got to stop trying to make sense of another generation's shit. You, you don't have to make sense of it. I mean, you can if you want to, if you feel like you want to join in with them or those are your buddies and you're hanging out with them and that's your crowd because you got no other friends. But most things that people say that are 30 years younger than me, that shit is like, I'm like, boy, y'all are so trying. You know what I mean? It's like, man, I done hung with the best of motherfuckers. You know what I mean? I mean, and I don't think it's making sense. I just say, like, all right, if that's when how y'all roll. When I hear the word busting, that's I'm, how you roll. I think about I got bussed when I was in elementary school to a white neighborhood school. That's busting for me. I don't know who the hell. So you're going to take the word busting that they're saying and replace it with what I know busting to be? All I said is that some of these have things you ever, were you are ever original or generational. Were you ever bused? Yes. Did you take a, bu- a yellow bus to a white neighborhood to go to school? No, not to a well, white neighborhood. Well, then you were bused. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I was bused to a different that's neighborhood. That's the kind of bus I'm talking Excuse about. Excuse me. I was bused to a okay. different neighborhood right, but you, to go to school. So, but you it know, was not a white well, neighborhood. Well, somebody say you were bused somewhere. You no, it just means I had to take a bus to get to school. Okay, even if it was right. Like you said, even it if it was right, white right. But when, I, when you say that word bus, bus, that's what I'm thinking about. So if you're going to use that, see, they don't know that when they put that new word in, you're overlapping something that's already in place with something. Shoot, I was bus, and then a person that's 25 would say, oh, but wait, wait a minute, that ain't what that means. Wait, wait, motherfucker, hold up. You weren't even in the strotum sack with the bus I'm talking about. So how are like you related to generational but, thing. right but you cannot you you can't copyright something that already exists with another meaning is what I'm saying if you're going to come up with new terms make sure that term by black folks ain't already been used that's all I'm saying but, leave it but I was just saying isn't that what the generations do yeah but like just okay I'm giving yeah, wait, we're wait, talking I'm race giving though. we're I, talking black people we're talking, talking generation. black people generation all right well then I'm saying just like when black people in the 60s them. or was it 70s when they used the term something was bad bad meant good correct bad meant good when they say oh that was bad Bad meant good. Maybe that's because Michael Jackson. And then later, well, no, I'm talking pre Michael Jackson. I said in the 60s mm. and 70s, Michael wasn't wasn't doing anything in the 60s. And I'm saying back then, it was you know words had different people gave words different meanings, he was and then different the generations would change it as time went on. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, he was doing something in the 60s. Michael Michael was born in 58. He wasn't singing he was in on 1960. His, I didn't say you said 60. I said 60. Yes. Right. That goes to always 69. Okay. Okay. Michael All Jackson right. was on Ed Sullivan when he was I, I'm just, eight years like old. Like I said, I'm speaking generationally okay. when people were using the terminology about something being bad. 
That's all I was saying. Yeah, but he made I'm that. talking about before he did the album bad. Right, but when he that did that, it took it to another 60s. level. That's all I'm saying. I understand. I'm not talking about when he was born. Bad was done when? In the 80s? 90s? I don't know what year Bad was released. But, okay. All right. Where are we? Hollywood wrap up. Kettle, you ready? Yeah, take a break. Let's oh, take a little see, see. Y'all need a break for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was. She was uh, I was just making uh, a point about a, how generational terminology. It changes. Greg Bond is always agreeing with these young people. She's always agreeing. Everybody got their own opinion. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, when things were cool, yeah. something was hot. Hot meant different things to different generations. Right. So, but like I, I, I kind of agree, kind of in the middle, but I kind of agree on Papa. Why we have to bring each generational thing into the next generation? Just let it be. That's what they yeah. said back then. This is what we're saying now. Just leave mm-hmm. it. Be. Um, you know, I, okay, I, I, coming I, in thinking they I'm, know I'm, some I'm, shit. Right. Right. Yeah. So you know, this thing. You know, my thing. Well, back to the dictionary thing, I'm just going to say this. I think they approached him about that, and he said, oh, yeah, anything, quote, unquote, black, I want to be a part of. But yeah. sometimes that's not always good because the imagery that you're projecting. Uh, come on, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> we all, we exactly. all, like you said, we know our language. We know our slang. Yeah, we, we know our us. shit. Right, we don't right. need yeah. yeah. We don't things. need it in an Oxford right. dictionary of black English. And if and if the Santos right. isn't gonna let it in the library in the public schools in Florida, <laughs> then don't even <laughs> fucking print it. Exactly. He don't even print it. Books. Oh, yeah, that's an in African American book where we're not gonna have it in our schools. So then what the fuck? So why we print it in the beginning? Exactly. For what? And then your boy now he's going to you gonna you gonna include all the Snoop stuff for Sheezy and all of that stuff? Is all of that gonna make it? Exactly. You're talking about yeah, stuff right. going back to slavery. Yeah, Snoop got with a, a sn- with a cakewalk and all that crazy stuff. And, but you know what? Cakewalk, I never even heard that term relating to slavery. When something was a cakewalk, it meant it was easy. Motherfucker said, man I, beat that motherfucker, man, I beat that motherfucker's ass in ping pong. That shit was a cakewalk. And see, I've it was heard, always meant I've to heard be, that it was definition. Easy. It wasn't Easy. until I saw it was some slave-related movie well, I never knew that. where they were doing that dance, and they referred to that well, dance as a cakewalk. Well, when you dig deep, you're going to find stuff. Look at, look at the game. Uh, what's that shit these white folks play with the net? And the oh, fucking, pickle? No. Pickleball? Pickleball. No, the, no, the other one. Not, not the net. The net in their hand. The, the high oh, school. Lacrosse. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that shit, that's African-Caribbean fucking... Uh, uh, what do you call that over here? Real de Janeiro shit. That is that shit. I don't know how the hell white folks got a hold of that. <clears throat> that was something that people of color. They didn't originate that. One. Hell no. But they got mm-hmm. that in schools like, oh my god, Merlin Merlin University is yeah. The now they're champions. pretty much the only yeah, right. ones that play it. That's mm-hmm. true. But that just shows how people get a hold of something and then take it over. And dirt bikes, the bikes that got the brothers on out there. Claiming that, oh, my God, look at all them guys riding those those dune buggies. and dirt. Well, first of all, white folks had them joints first. Up in Philadelphia back in the day, we didn't have a dirt bike or a dune buggy or any of those little four-wheel joints until we brought them off of white folks when they were used. And the Beach Boys they the ones ride them up and down the beach. It yeah, they're, they're the ones that had it first. Mm-hmm. And we got them used after they had it. Now they're saying, oh, we don't want them blacks to ride those bikes. Well, fuck, we learned that from y'all. 
But, you know, what are you going to do? All right. Well, what we're going to do is take a break, take a break. and then we're going to come back with Kettle hey. and a Hollywood wrap-up so you can know what's going on in the entertainment world. Uh, it's the Pajama Party Show. You know. Hey, this is Redwine. Just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it. PJs only. No clothes allowed. And I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine. Are you talking about the Pajama Party? Where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating. I know you guys aren't doing this spot without me. Carol with your yellow socks. Did you tell everybody that um, we, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. We don't have time for all that. Oh, Let's get back to the show. Hi, welcome back to John Point. I'm your host, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Woo, it's time for the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, Papa. Papa DJ is getting ready. I was flapping my lip. Remember, remember, uh, remember Roadrunner? Before he said beep beep and he went oh my gosh went, beep, beep. <laughs> you realize we're on radio we can't see that <laughs> hollywood ba, 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 hollywood let's go papa didi tripping go. Oh, come on Kevin. okay i'm gonna make it short and sweet tonight the long and drawn on hollywood um but this particular story is rather important going back to our mm. quote-unquote blackness and how we are treated. Um, and he's probably going to get paid behind this. But the rapper, producer, and entrepreneur, Sean Diddy Combs, sued Diogo uh, on Wednesday, saying the Spears company didn't make promised investments in his vodka and tequila brands and treated them as inferior, quote-unquote, urban products. The lawsuit filed in the New York Supreme Court in Manhattan says, Diago North America starved Combs, Sarat Vodka, and Deleon Tequila brands of resources, even as it showed attention on other celebrity brands. Um, the um, uh, Diago uh, brand, they bought George Clooney's um, Casamigos Tequila for $1 billion in 2017. So it goes on to say Combs, who was black, the Diago leadership told him his race was one of the reasons it limited distribution to urban neighborhoods. He was also told that some Diago leaders represented him for um, making too much money, according to the lawsuit. <laughs> Boy, people are too much. I don't doubt it. Um, in a statement, Diago denied allegations of racism. They go on to say, this is a business dispute, and we are saddened that Mr. Combs has chosen to recast this matter as anything other than that. The company said in a statement, while we respect Mr. Combs as an artist and entrepreneur, his allegations lack merit. Okay. We'll see. We're going to see as far as money-wise. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Somebody's lying. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's the company, the Diago company. So, yeah. 
I'm quite sure some people right. told him those things. Yeah. All right. It is what it is sometimes, but I I know he he, he should win. Um. Also, uh, in the news, the uh, Little Mermaid, uh, the um, Internet Movie Database (IMDb) is switching how its website rates new movies after the Little Mermaid seemingly received unfair reviews. I can change things. Um, it was officially listed as uh, 7.0, but um, because of some ratings uh, started making it go down, so it became a 4.7. So Whoa. following its debut last month, the highly anticipated live-action remake starring uh, the songwriters, uh, actress Halle Berry, Bailey, received the estimated 43,000 user ratings. Um, also, the site, 17,000 of those users gave the film a one-star rating out of 10, making for 39% of its reviews. So, um, what is wrong with people? But um, she said she's not going to get discouraged because uh, uh, she felt as if... Um, you know, that it's a great thing because, you know, other black little girls look like her. So she's representing the, the little black and brown girls out there. So uh, right. also the movie has made pretty good money, about $117 million this first weekend. So um, good. that speaks for itself. So somebody's doing some shady shigging. That's all I can say. All so right. people also, were – wait, wait, wait. So mm-hmm. people were deliberately – putting up negative reviews on IMDb? That's what they were doing? I guess that's how they felt about the movie, you know. Um, so that's why they want to try to change their rating. Uh, I oh. guess view it in a different way. So. Okay. It's just crazy. But like I said, but the money But you know all those haters... Stuff. But the haters were coming out the woodwork before the movie even came out. They've been hating on that thing since the announcement came out that she was going to do it. Right. I mean, why is it a big deal? It's just a a remake of a classic, but it's just a black woman. So what? (laughs) You know, that's why we're divided now. (laughs) Because the racists have a problem with a black mermaid and a white man. Mm. Mm-hmm. It maybe maybe should have been a black mermaid and a black man. Black man, black man, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. But the haters are going crazy. crazy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, Damon John, uh of Shark Tank, he files restraining order against former contestants. Wow. Damon Brown is seeking a temporary restraining order against three former Shark Tank contestants who accuse him of attempting to take over their business. Al Bubba Baker, I remember him, and his wife, Sabrina, and his daughter, Brittany, are owners of Bubba Q's Boneless Baby Back Ribs, which appeared during season five. Family claims that John and members of his executive team quote-unquote, deprived them of the profits from potentially lucrative partnerships and tried to gain full control of their restaurants. Okay. 
After oh. repeated attempts to give Baker's uh, ability to correct their violations, it is unfortunate that it has to come to this. Mm, wow. The temporary restraining order is due to Baker's um, blatant actions to undermine a business partnership and the legal um, parameters they agreed uh, to four years ago. Wow, four years ago. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. So, um, money talk, BS walk, I guess. Um, I don't think they're going to win that battle, but we'll see. Probably we'll set a lot of court. Yeah. All right. Uh, our own Donnie Simpson, radio, television, and BET royalty, handpicked by Bob Johnson, the co-founder of BET, to host Video Soul, a job he was hesitant to accept. Uh, video Soul is coming back. Uh, Mr. Simpson created Television Legacy with one wow. of the longest-running music shows in history as uh, the go-to uh, destination for black audiences. Yep, Simpsons, he interviewed everybody. Tina Turner, David Bowie, um, Aaliyah, Mary J., Blige, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Usher, and Sean Day. He interviewed everybody. He did it all. Um, the the six-episode series premieres. Uh, on June 1st, which was uh, yesterday, on BET Plus, and will include interviews with Keith Sweat, Teddy Riley, Sean Stockman, a uh, voice uh, to, to men, um, Chrisette Michelle, and uh, Selena Thompson, and more. Oh, oh, Chrisette, um, yeah, that's my girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll be glad to see that again. New yeah, I'm glad they're bringing that back. I appreciate back. some things. Yeah, I agree. He said he was very busy. I heard him on the radio today. Um, his buddy, uh, Tom, uh, Tony Perkins, uh, did a piece on Channel 4 this morning, but he said he missed it, but um, he watched it later. That was pretty cool. So, um, Also, um, veteran actor, uh, I guess I'm pronouncing this right, Harold uh, Perrineau, um, mm-hmm. the gentleman that played uh, Regina um, Hall's um, husband in um Best man. Um, okay. He's setting the record straight behind his um, departure from the cult classic series Law. He says, um, as part of the new book, Burn It Down, um, where Paranew and other stars of the show have opened up about the alleged racism, offensive humor, and demeaning actions that showrunners um, Damon and um, Carlton Cuse established on the set. The actor also revealed why his character, Michael Dawson, was written out of the series. Hmm, interesting. Wow. So they were um, treated fairly, the black actors on the um, Lost set. Um, remember that um, series, Lost, um, plane crash, and supposed to be survivors, and uh, they were on uh, island for a long time. Hmm. So uh, they, they, cut, they cut him short, and the other black actor I guess that was on there as well so and they weren't they, they felt as if they weren't treated fairly on that particular set okay interesting hmm. who knew okay so they must have who been knew? some of the first ones to die or they never paid them uh, didn't develop any real stories around them well, that's what it sounds like yeah okay so, I never hmm. watched this show so I don't know yeah I watched bits and pieces, but you know it was it was good writing. 
Um, also, um, TLC, they do have a documentary coming out um, that came out a couple of nights ago. Um, this is the one that they authorized because there's been other TLC documentaries out there that they didn't authorize, but they authorized this particular one. Um, but also, Chili says she and ex-lover uh, Usher were in contact while he was married. He said She said she couldn't get over the split. So Shelly and Usher split in 2004, but stayed in contact until 2019. Shelly revealed in a new interview she claimed uh, she ended their on-and-off connection in 2019. Um, she felt, and then she said she stopped dating after a while. Said she felt as if she wouldn't be able to get over Usher if she dated. So, uh, But now she's in a relationship with uh, a Caucasian guy. So, hey, maybe things are better. Um, on really? the side of the track. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, and last but not least, John Beasley, best known for Everwood and the Soul Man. Uh, he dies at 79. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, accomplished and revealed for his notable pre- uh, performances and productions such as um, Rudy Everwood and the Soul Man. Um, he passed away in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, yeah, uh, I think okay. I think he was a he was a big um, supportive actor as well. Um, he's been he's been in a lot of such. You just have to see his picture to to know who I'm referring to. Yeah, okay. Hollywood wrap up. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Kev. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good info. Um. Also, I wanted to shout out the film, the crew, and the uh, production crew, the actors and the crew for Angie's Cure. That's going to be premiering in Los Angeles at the Grauman's Chinese Theater on June 27th. If you're in the L.A. area, make sure you uh, go to angiescure.com, get your tickets. Check it out. It's produced by Lynette Tichel, uh directed by Corey Grant. They've got some great actors in there. It's a great film. So check that out, Angie's Cure, angiescure.com. Get your tickets. Get your tickets. Jan- I mean, June 27th. Um, let's see. That's all I had to add to the Hollywood wrap-up. All right, we're down to the Kiss It list. Papa Didi, could you uh, please let everybody know what is the world-famous Kiss It list? It's everybody who acts the fool and does their thing and uh, crazy as hell. All right. And, uh, <laughs> so who, who's on the – I've got some people on my list. Who do you have on your list? The usual suspects, first of all, you know, Governor DeSantis of Florida. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Forty-five. Mike Pence. Donald Trump. Who's the dude in uh, South Carolina? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. And the boy that got in Congress illegal. Yeah, George Santos George in New York. Santos, Lord have mercy. Also, I want to add the guy that should have caught the president when he oh, fell. Yeah. You let the president actually yeah. get the ground. Yeah, come on. You, you know they're making a joke out of the president falling. He was 
he was uh, doing the commencement ceremony for the Air Force Academy. Mm-hmm. And as he was walking away, there was a sandbag that was holding up, you know, hold, keeping something still, you know, I guess for wind or whatever. And he tripped over. But what gets me, the guy right next to him was had these papers in his hand that had a big binder clip on it so the papers wouldn't go nowhere. He could have sat the papers down and caught the president as he, as he was yeah, falling. Yeah, or just let the papers fall but and catch the this president. This wimp-ass motherfucker. you got to pull up the video of the president it's tripping. Bad. And when you look at the president tripping, you will see more of the guy that didn't catch him. Now, if that was an in-shape brother that was standing by him, I don't think Biden would ever hit the ground. Because he yeah. would have saw him starting to trip and would have grabbed him. But this guy... If you get a chance to pull up the clip of the president tripping, look at the guy that's right there with the... He never, and he never put the papers down. Mm-hmm. He went to re- get them all gentle and everything. Boy, I said, look at this bitch-ass guy. It was crazy. Yeah, so he's on the kiss. Oh, this. yeah, big time. That's why the president fell, because he didn't catch his ass. Yep. Anyway. Let's see. Um, okay, I'll get my list. I've got a guy named Anthony Orlick. This guy was an attorney with some company. I think it was in New York. This guy randomly snatched a wig off of a black woman that was just walking through the city. He and his friends were walking, and they saw this woman. She had on a green-colored wig, minding her own business, and he decided he was just going to snatch it off. So she started questioning him, like she with her friends, like, why would you do something like that? Well, people video course, you know, got the phones out, recorded it. They tracked him down, found out what company he worked for, reported him to the company, and the company fired his behind. Well, let me ask you a question. Maybe I'm going into my generation now. But how did that wig comes off so easy? I don't understand. Because it was just sitting on her head. But why Why did it sit on her head? I don't know. I guess she didn't secure it. That's dumb shit. It was just, it was just sitting Let me there. tell you something. But nonetheless. If my family, well, my mother had a head full of hair, too. I can't even say my mother. But maybe one of my bald head aunts, when they wore a wig, they would put like a, they would put a, a stocking cap kind of over their hair. And then they would use a thousand fucking bobby pins. And that, that wig wasn't going nowhere. Well, I, I don't know how people put that. these wigs on. Well, maybe now the wigs are what they call maybe fitted, where they got maybe elastic in it and it grabs on your thing. But still, if you walk around with some fake motherfucking hair. <laughs> well, I'm sure you people gotta, don't anticipate that somebody's going to walk past yeah, you. Yeah, but what about the fucking what about the wind head. blowing or something? I mean... Well, he did say he snatched it. It didn't just fall yeah, off. Yeah, but if you had bobby pins in your head, think which is good can I, can you I have it. Can I just reading the kissing list? I'm not letting they get off easy this shit. I'm not going to debate. All wig. right, well, I'm just saying that wigs should be secured in some respect. Okay. Not for people snatching, but just don't put a damn wig on your head. That's crazy. Because somebody bumping to you, the shit going to be tilted. That's okay. just physics right there. That ain't okay. got to do with, you know. Anyway, All right. let me get off. Also, Andrew Lester. That's that old white guy, 84-year-old guy that shot that black teen in Missouri. That now his lawyers are saying, you know, he's getting death threats and whatever. And the judge uh, sealed his case. I'm like, yeah, you shot the little boy for coming to your door by mistake, and now you claiming you getting death threats? Yeah, and they're gonna seal the case. And you also Henry Louis Gates. That's the black man who is uh, editing this so-called 
African American English Dictionary. That's some bull crap. Yeah, he's hanging so around white folks. Him too on much. the kiss it list. He's hanging uh, around white folks. The too Diego much. Diago Spirits distributor for dissing Sean Diddy Combs. If y'all got behind George Clooney and pushed uh-huh. him tequila, but you didn't do the same for Sean Diddy Combs, y'all are some That's bull crap. They made the money they want to make now, and they want to move on. They don't need them no more. They probably want to mess with Ben Affleck or somebody yeah, like that. Yeah, but that's some bull crap. All yeah. right, who else you got on your kiss it list, Papa Didi? Um, I got the... Uh... We calling them all out. Who you got? Who you got? Uh, what's this? Did you read this here? It's Calvary Baptist School. Oh, yeah, I heard about it. White principal mm-hmm. in Slidell, Louisiana, which is right outside New Orleans, uh-huh. for asking a black seventh grader, his name was Delon Thorne, if the braids he had meant that he was in some kind of a gang. Yeah, talking about are you some kind of gangster? Like, he just had braids in his hair. You like, know what, what I kind of bullcrap? There's some bullcrap going on. Now, he would have been burned if that little seventh, seventh grader would have said, what the hell is that dandruff on your fucking collar represent that's coming out of your fucking hair? Does that mean you some kind of gangster? Does that mean you a dandruff gangster? Yeah. Anyway, who else you got? You got the Kroger grocery store for giving employees a bonus check in March, then claiming it was done in error and demanded the money be returned the next month. Damn. That's some bull. Hmm. I told him, yeah, well, good luck getting that back. Who else you got? Uh, what is this, uh, Ryanair? Mm-hmm. For reportedly trying to charge two passengers almost $100 to bring two small pastries on board. Was that an airline? Yeah. They actually tried it. And the people pushed back and argued, and finally it got them to just ease up. But the airline was claiming, like, well, this is causing us to be over our load for whatever. And I'm like, how is two pastries going to take you over the weight limit? Mm. Y'all full of crap. And that Karen in New York that took the bike away from that little boy because he had a better bike and she hit the uh, QR code so she can claim the bike because he had a nicer bike. People still send that Karen uh, money to her GoFundMe account because oh, that, she was humiliated and everything. And people still send her money to her GoFundMe account. I mean, like I said earlier, and I mean it sincerely. A lot of white folks in this world, they want the world to stay the way it is or the way it was, where black people was in their place and they was able to do what they wanted to do and things like that because it was easy. When you still hear somebody becoming the first something, the first treasury secretary or the first governor, that means that white folks have been doing shit for a long time and we still becoming the first something in 2023? Are you serious? So it just shows that people, it's not so much racism. People want stuff to get back to normal. So blast and get out of their way so white folks can keep doing what they do or been doing for years. It's a hot mess you know. out there. Let me run to the phone lines, see if somebody want to add somebody to the kiss it list. Hello, caller. Welcome to the pajama party. What's your comment? Oh, am I here? Can you hear me? Yes, go right ahead. Hey, 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 this is Lena Chanel. Hello. Hey, Lena Chanel, what's going on? What's happening? So I had a few comments, uh, but we we uh, got longer. So about the Little Mermaid movie. Hmm. So Go right I think I think that people are hating so bad because the movie was idolized as a white girl 
with red long hair, and they're mad that the the live version has a black girl with locks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is what already was yeah that's already been in the comments before but once it came out like everyone's just like well it's not like the regular like little mermaid and right they want things to say the same yeah and it's so small-minded to think that you can't redo a movie with another race like why not right i don't understand why it's such a huge deal that she's black I don't understand why that's such a huge problem and a huge issue with a lot of people. I don't get it. But the movie is great. I just watched it. It's amazing. And she sounded amazing. She has a beautiful voice. And she was a great actress. So, like, why does it matter that she's black? Mm. Yeah, I agree. Because exactly. I tell you, they want to keep things the same. I've been saying all night they want to keep things the way they are. And anything they come, but then they'll still black lingo all day. Girlfriend, mm-hmm. don't go there. Don't go there. Go girlfriend. Right. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. How many times your wife was talking like that? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they expect. That's what they expect from us. But the fact that she did this movie gracefully, respectfully, you know, she played mm-hmm. the role. Like, she she wasn't ghetto. She wasn't, no, you know, out there. No, not yeah, so it's like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why y'all got an issue. Like, just because of yeah. the color of her skin, I don't understand. Yeah, well, that's that's it. It should not have been a problem. But like you mm-hmm. said, people were hating from the time it was announced that she was Yeah, exactly. Yep, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, on the subject mm-hmm. of, the, of the girls, what is, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, Bailey? Hallie Bailey. Hallie Bailey. Yeah, but you know, mm-hmm. but. But in, in the subject of them, as far as singers are concerned, I think her older sister, what's her name? Chloe. Chloe. Chloe, Chloe yeah. I think Chloe, Chloe got a little better pipes, in my opinion. Chloe sings her ass off. Boy, but Lord, you know what? I, I was, I, and I, I'm going to say something about Chloe, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. <laughs> Chloe, the way they market her, she is super over-sexualized. Like, I don't understand why, because her voice is already so great. I don't get why yeah. they make her sell her booty and make her wear the things she wears and yeah. Uh, yeah. perform. I agree. For that matter, both of them. They put Chloe both goes them. harder with the sexualized. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm no. telling you, Chloe will have much more skin yeah, visible when, no, than when it was on, No, when it was on that show with, uh, with Jimmy Fallon. That music show? Chloe still goes hard. Yeah, Alan. but on that show, the other, the younger one had more skin showing on that show. So they both oh. be. But you're right. I think the two of them, they don't really need to put them. Them girls represent themselves wonderful without every time you're seeing them, they look like they're in a, you know, some type of booty show or some type of. Yeah, exactly. they don't need all that. Yeah, they need to really put and some clothes on them. Yeah, that. that's a good point. And that's what. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's where the disconnect is for me because I'm like, y'all are so talented as sisters. Yeah, I've been following them on YouTube, you know, for years. Like, when they were teenagers, I was following them, and they have beautiful voices. So I'm like, y'all don't need to do all that. No, yeah, they are. Yeah, they I agree. Some of the most sexual shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, well, you, you, don't need to, you don't need to be licking the microphone. You don't need, you don't need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. 
And then, Did you, you see know, that video when, when Chloe was on the floor licking the microphone like it was a... No, uh, I'm glad yeah. I didn't hear yeah. that. You know what gets it, too, is that the reason why when they do all that stuff, then the little co-stars and everything to be around them, because I remember older folks told me years ago in Hollywood, most of these sisters that are always around, you wonder why a lot of them end up in interracial relationships, because that's all they see all day. They right. they see right. very few black men in the business, you know, and, and that's why they end up with people like, uh, what's the other girl, uh, Grande? And people oh, like that, and Miami the other Miami. girl, right? Yeah. All all them girls you see. I mean, look at the what's the name? Uh, the, the the tennis player. You know, uh, Venus. I mean, oh, not Serena. Venus. Serena. Yeah, Serena Williams. I mean, it's not the fact. I mean, people can date and love who they want to love, but I'm just saying, in most cases, with them girls being dressed clabby like that, once they do different segments and different promos with these little white boys. In the business, their eyes are popping out of their head. You know what I mean? Them little young boys, 17, 18, 19, 21 years old, they're like, damn, look at this fine-ass girl. And their eyes are popping out. And, but now they're seeing them, like you said, on a sexual level and not on a real relationship level. So now right. they go through not, two or three. They, right. They go through two or three white boys and don't even find love. All they're seeing is a, a physical attraction. Yeah, a good time. Yeah. It's deep. Yeah, exactly. It's a good time for for a short time, and and that's all it is. Yeah, good time for yeah. a short time. Yeah, and that's yeah. not good. Mm-hmm. And one, one person yeah. one person goes out to win it. All right. Well, we appreciate your comments tonight, Miss Lena. Yes, and uh, I had a great time listening to the show tonight. I will let you guys finish up. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank all you. right. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Appreciate Bye-bye. you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that about does it for us. We're getting ready to go right into where are we going? Oh, the last word. Last word. Papa, Papa Didi is moving around doing stuff. Papa Didi, can you be still for a minute? What's your last word for tonight? My last word is like you know, really like what I was saying most of the evening is that, you know, it seems like most of the times people of another race, they want to keep things like they are or like they were because it was easy for them. As long as black folks wasn't up in the mix and they was able to get and, and thrive and do. But now when a couple of white folks apply for something or in competition with them in a in a show or in, in some kind of audition, they get paranoid as hell. Now they, they want to beat up this movie so that girl don't put in for other stuff. And you'd be surprised if people that's hating. It could be other white female celebrities. You never know. Yeah, you never you know. Because all them girls want jobs. It's a thousand actors out there working like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. All right. Well, my last word is Dr. Uh, I keep calling him doctor. I don't know if he's a doctor, but Henry Louis Gates, shame on you yeah. for coming up or, or signing on to do this African-American dictionary. Mm-hmm. This is some bogus bull crap. You need to back out of this yeah, because right. this is ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to add words to the Oxford Dictionary, just do that. We don't need a separate dictionary. Didn't we learn anything from South Africa with apartheid? Separate and equal doesn't work. If you want to add words to a dictionary, just add them to the dictionary, not a separate one. And that's my last word. Kettle, what's your last word tonight? 
Um, my last word is let's get away from racism and separatism. Um, us, you know, Amen. we're talking about the dictionary thing that, and also um, the comment that the caller made earlier about the movie. We finally see something or see someone that looks like us. Hey, why not? That's just one person's opinion of an idea that they put on paper and it's in a movie. And everybody's having a, a fit. It's crazy. But like I said, the, the, the money speaks for itself. I wouldn't even look at the rating. And that's our problem in society. We have to put labels on things and people, and we have to do ratings. And all this black and white stuff, that's why we are so separate. I, I just hate that. It's just, you know, maybe our society will, quote, unquote, grow up one day. And that's what we need. Instead of trying to be woke, grow up, you know. Um, also, you one last thing, I want to give a, a shout-out to um, someone that I met today. Her name is Brittany um, Highlander Restaurant. They have a new restaurant over there um, off of, uh, what is that, uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. So, uh, shout-out to her. And thanks for listening if she's listening tonight. That's a, a new All fan. right. I mean, you know, new, hey, Brittany. new fan, hopefully. All right. Well, I just want to say thanks to the listeners, all the callers. Happy June to everybody. Be safe. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, We're going to say goodnight. Where's Papa Didi? He's up. Oh, okay. We're going to say goodnight and get on out of here. Say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Happy June. Uh, this is uh, Black Music Month. This is uh, Pride Month. Go out there and do your thing. Have all a right. good time. Let's celebrate it all. All right. And uh, Cattle, say good night. Good night. All right. And a good night. Arrivederci. Bonsoir. Adios. Adios. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. Catch you on the flip side, dog. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatetsi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.